Beats, Brews, and Points of View is a production of Dream Over Reality Media and brought to you by Arctic Circle Brewing Company. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. It's episode 121, but it's actually today, episode 420. That's 420, that's right. <laughs> Anyways, I got the yeah, baby. PIP sitting across from me, E-Man Bates. You know the PIP, that is me, and we are back in Plymouth City for episode 421 <laughs> minus 300. <laughs> we have 301, my bad. Uh, but yeah, uh, we back. We at it. This is the mini episode. Uh, Repping an episode for the stoners. Yeah, man. We got one for the ones you guys want to blaze with, want to smoke with. <laughs> and we got a lot of lot of history to cover, a lot of music to cover with this. And, and keeping with the stoners' attention span, it's going to be a shorter episode. You know what I'm saying? I wish we could light <laughs> one up right now so bad, but we are in a, you know, we're in the studio and it's kind of expensive, and I don't want to do that to fuck up the equipment. So. And it's we, okay. So we, we got an alternative. We got an alternative. And since it's E-Man's company. I guess I'll let him introduce what it is. Oh, before we get to that, actually, that was, if you don't know that song already, uh, that was Hits from the Bomb by Cypress Hill, most legendary stoner group of all time, probably. Are they? I would think so. Them and Bone Thugs, maybe? I'm talking about groups, like rap groups, I guess. I should be keeping all the way funky. I got five on it? They're not nearly as popular as fucking Cypress Hill. (laughs) Um, Actually, a little fun fact about Cypress Hill. When I was in seventh grade, I was really into like punk rock, or post, uh, more like pop punk rock, like the MXPX's, um, Offspring, and all that shit. And my dad my like, friends, <laughs> yeah. and he that bitch. Yep. Okay. And this is around the time that Cypress Hill had Rockstar out. Um, and my dad was really into the Offspring as well, and he took me and my buddy Duke to go see MXPX, Cypress Hill, and the Offspring, um, at Cobo Hall. And I was in seventh grade watching it, and Cypress Hill brought out a six-foot-tall bong on stage, and we're ripping that shit on on the stage, and then they performed hits from the bong. So um, I've got a little memory attached to that song as well. (laughs) You know, my favorite thing is like I tell you, always talk about my first concert was Shaggy, right? And I was in fifth grade. I really wish I could smoke to that like that (laughs) concert, but you know, I was like twelve, thirteen at the time, so I really know better. Yeah. So like, dad, (laughs) my dad, if he's listening, has only himself to blame for me being a stoner because. Because he's the one that introduced oh, that's me how, to it. Take some accountability. <laughs> don't blame. Don't blame. Don't put that on your dad. No, damn well <laughs> you got a hand in that. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm totally teasing. Totally teasing. I but anyways, Eman, tell us what you brought for us on the edible front. So today. normally, right, we we do a craft beer, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna do that. That's gonna be a thing. Uh, but 
we're uh, we're gonna go in a little bit of the green world today. Things are gonna yeah. get a little green, and since we can't smoke in here, if, you know, fuck it. Let's uh, let's get into the let's get into the gummy game. Let's get into a little bit of edibles, man. So, I uh, picked up some stuff from Wild, actually. W Y L D. We got some gummies from them. I believe you have the Marion Berry. That be the uh, the indica, ten milligram THC Ooh. indica, and I got the uh, pear with the CBG uh, THC fusion hybrid. I am really excited, man. But you guys don't know uh, CBG actually. There's God knows how many. I don't know how many cannabinoids are out there. Like what, like a hundred or some shit. Oh yeah. There's a bunch. I mean, TAC is a cannabinoid, for instance. But yeah, like CBG uh, is at the very beginning. Really good for like joint pain, digestive health. Uh, really good for like a lactic acid built up and shit like that too. Uh, I really enjoy these shits, bro. Hell yeah. That's what you. So I'm excited to uh, to share this moment with you. And, and we, as we partake in the 420 episode, guys. And while we chew these things up, because I cannot stand, I, it's my biggest pet peeve in the world, motherfuckers that chew on podcasts while, and eat while they're doing it. So I'm going to play E-Man's favorite Cypress Hill song while we are eating these. Here's a little Hello. bit of Dr. Green Thumb. Damn, I've been listening to this song a really long time. Be real slow on this was crazy. This was my ringtone right when Pineapple Express and shit came Really? Out. I know it was, like in high school. That song brings me way back because when that song came out was probably, or maybe, I don't know if, yeah, no, I think it was when it came out because um, that channel, I've referenced it on this podcast a gajillion times, uh, The Box, Channel 99, before it turned into MTV2. Um, which basically all they did was play music videos. You said MTV all. too. No, that's what it, it turned into. It oh, went, oh, the box. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> yeah, it used to be the box, and then it turned into MTV too. Um, but that's all they did was play music videos, and this was a video that played all the fucking time. It was Dr. Green Thumb? They played that shit all the time on the box. Um, but yeah, that was a great music video, by the way. That was a great music <laughs> video. Yep, it sure is. Um, yeah, that's a good song yeah, too. Yeah, man. Uh, so. For you guys don't know, I actually wanted to talk about the history of 420. Yeah. There's a lot of mystery, mystery about lesson. it. There's a little mystery about that because, I mean, a lot of people, when I, I remember when I was in high school and people were like, hey, man, it's 420. And I'm like, the fuck does that mean, I, right? Wasn't 420 originally like the police code? That's what. So that's what I thought, too. And that's not necessarily true. Okay. There's origins that go deeper to that. Uh, a lot of people were saying that it references... <laughs> okay, so I'm reading off this off of history.com, mind you. And yeah. So, uh it's also Adolf Hitler's birthday. I knew that. I did know April that. April twentieth. Yeah. And then I that's another reference to it was Bob Dylan's uh Everyone Must Get Stone, which we Everybody told must get stone. <laughs> <laughs> so the origins of four twenty actually goes back to five California teens. Or teens who used to hang out by a wall outside their San Rafael school, meeting in a spot they nicknamed the Waldos. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you said that. <laughs> in the fall of 1971, the Waldos learn 
of a Coast Guard member who had planted a cannabis plant but could no longer tend to the crop. Provided with a treasure map. Oh shit! This is this is about this to is kind interesting. of interesting. <laughs> some say like some the plant owner <laughs> supposedly lead into the abandoned product. The group would meet at the Lewis Pasture statue outside their high school at least once a week and conduct a search. I like to okay, dude. This is like some really like some Goonie shit right it really here. Is, I love dude, it, dude. Straight up. <laughs> it's about the same time for the seventies, eighties. Their meet the meeting time. 4.20 p.m., they would meet <laughs> and look for the treasure. After like practice, because they were all athletes, right, the Waldos would pile into a car, smoke some pot, and scour their nearby Point Reyes forest for their elusive free herb. <laughs> <laughs> Once the original members of the Waldos, Steve Caper, I said Caper or Capper? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go caper. I'm gonna go caper. Yeah, I mean it could be cap though. The story could be caper. Yeah. (laughs) So told the Huffington Post, we would remind each other in the we would remind each other in the hallways that we were supposed to meet up at 4:20. It originally started out as 4:20 Lewis, but then we eventually dropped the Lewis. Never did they score the free bud, <laughs> but of perhaps <laughs> they stumbled onto something more lasting. The term 420 was coined, allowing the high schoolers to discuss smoking pot without their parents or teachers knowing. What a true stoner thing that they, didn't even, <laughs> that they never found it. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's about to get more classic. But how did this ragtag team of treasure seekers at the high school in California manage to spread their secret phase internationally? For that, we turn to no other than... The Grateful Dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Grateful got some, dead. you got some deadheads. Oh, now, you, yeah, you happen to be wearing a shirt. You know you're a damn deadhead. <laughs> I've seen the. Well, I saw Dead and Company live. Um, what was that? Two or three years ago, with John Mayer and shit. That shit was tight. Members of the Waldo who had open access and many connections to the band. Oh, oh, this goes deeper. Okay. okay. Mark Gravich's father managed the Dead's real estate. Dave Reddick's older brother was good friends with dead bassist Phil Lesh and managed a dead sideband. Okay. Caper told the Huffington Post, quote, There was a place called Winterland. We always be backstage running around or on stage, of course. We are using those phrases. When somebody passed a joint or something, hey, 420. So it starts spreading throughout that community. So word of mouth or Puff a mouth, I should say. <laughs> That's yep. how the term puff, puff, pass. Who would have thought that Grateful Dead it. had something to do with them? <laughs> I, I mean, a lot of people probably. <laughs> get it, get it playing lightly in the background for you? <laughs> That's interesting, dude. Um, I didn't know that the Grateful Dead had origin stories with the fucking 420. Me either, actually. I, th- I, I was like doing a little bit of research on this, and that was pretty interesting, man. <laughs> yeah, I like it, man. That's tight. Um... Yeah, Grateful Dead is, man, they're they're one of those bands that inspires the shit out of me, too, because they have such a cult following still to this day. You know, the, all the members are in their 70s. Bob Weir's probably. Uh, I don't think uh, Phil Lesh doesn't tour with them anymore, but, like, um, what's his name? Uh, John Mayer's in there now, and they kind of tour with Bob Weir and shit, and they're, they're kind of inspiring, man, because, like, they still rock out like they're, you know, in their 20s. Like, I really like that shit. I've been finding myself more and more inspired by, like, um, like aging musicians that are still like giving it their all. Like I think that's cool to me. But. It is. Agreed. Like I mean that means like you're doing it for the passion of it and that's mm-hmm. dope. Like that's like you can tell like the artists that are gonna last 
forever and make the music they want to make forever. They're not just doing it for a check or just for some shit like that. They actually care about the craft, you know? Yep. And that's that's really rare to find. And quite honestly, if you think about it, like if we're talking about music that you get into when you're uh, when you become a stoner, when you start, start experimenting with weed, Grateful Dead's definitely on that list. Pink Floyd's on that Dark list, of, you know. Listen to Dark Side Black of the Moon, super high, man. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I had, I kind of wanted to pull this up and read them off because it's not exactly, I don't think I would keep this as my list particularly, but Rolling Stone has a um, list of the best, the 40 top stoner albums of all time. What's the top 10? Um, yeah, I'm going to go to that real quick. Um, let's scroll down here. I'll just read them off because it's actually you know, top 10. Let's go top 10. Um, 16 through 11. Trucking. Got my directions. All right. Okay. I'll just go 15 on down. That's where I landed. Uh, Almond Brothers Live, they have at Live at the Fillmore, they have at number 15, which I would definitely agree with Almond Brothers being early influence on me in the stoner world. Um, I had a couple of their live albums myself. Um, oh, 14 is another one that's definitely influenced on me Funkadelic's Maggot Brain. Um, if you've never listened to Funkadelic's Maggot Brain before, um, I would definitely go experiment with that. There's actually a funny story attached to that. I think I'm, I can't believe, I can't remember if I've ever told that on the podcast, but the opening track on there, um, it sounds like the guitar's crying. It sounds like his guitar solo is like crying. And the story behind that is that George Clinton fed his guitar player acid. And then told his mom. And then told died. his mom died. I do yeah. remember you telling this story, and I thought that was the most fucked up thing ever. Yeah. I forgot who our guest was on that episode. So I do remember that. And I'm like, because I also know George Clinton really doesn't pay his band. He used to just, like, get them fucking high and shit. Well, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I think he probably, they, they probably all I, made. I've heard. I don't know. I've heard stories about that. I can't confirm nor deny because obviously I'm not in that world. But yeah, yeah, so he told him that his mom died and his mom definitely wasn't dead. But you can definitely hear. What'd you say, Eric? Halfway. Oh, okay. He's telling us that we're at the halfway point. Um, But yeah, he definitely um, uh, influenced a fucking whole culture of people to fucking make funky music and kind of explore more with drugs and shit. But um, keeping it pushing. We got at number, let me get to this top. Oh, we got, we'll start at 11 because this one's definitely for both of us. Enter the Wu Tang by Wu Tang Clan, 36 Chambers. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if that one I would, I don't, I don't think that, that I don't like that's a stoner yeah, album. Yeah, me I, either. Love, I mean, obviously, it's one of the top hip hop albums, arguably one of the top like albums of our time uh-huh. for sure, like of our generation. Yeah. But I don't classify that as like, I would say Stoner more like I would or, say more like Method Man Stone, and Red or, Man, like blackout shit. Like you know that Cypress that Hill yeah. for sure, Method and Red for sure, like separate from that. But I yeah, yeah, I don't I don't agree with that. Yep, yep. I, I yeah, it's a little weird for me. But then they got um at number ten, they got Beck Mellow Gold, which is a great album Never if you haven't heard that, that one. one. Bob Marley and the Whales Whalers, African Herbsman at number nine. Classic. Definitely classic. Um number eight is man, Animal Collective. Meriwether Post Pavilion, or Pavilion, I'm sorry. Um, if you've never listened to Animal Collective before, they are a total mind fuck. Talk about bands that are completely original to their own music and super psychedelic. That would definitely be Animal Collective. Um, 
The Grateful Dead's live album is at number seven. Number six is Radiohead's Kid A, which I got at vinyl on, at the house. That's definitely um, music that influenced me big time. Um, although I, I was more influenced by other Radiohead albums, but Kid A is definitely up there for the stoner music. I would get that. Um, they got Rubber Soul by the Beatles at number five, which is a good pick. I think um, I listened more to like the White Album and Abbey Road when I was Yellow getting into that. Like, like I, I, I didn't, I didn't. I'm be honest with you. I don't. I didn't listen to that album. Rubber Soul. It's a great fucking album. I'm, I've definitely, you would know I've a, definitely heard songs off oh, of it for sure. Songs, yeah. I don't think I've listened to the whole album as like a like a straight through right. thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely got like hardcore into the Beatles when I was in high school. So actually, a fun fact. I'm going to talk about them later. Uh, actually, that's on a different episode. But Jack White has this trick where he can literally name any Beatles song you play him within like 15 seconds of you turning the song on. He can name any single Beatles song. <laughs> I watched him do it on an interview. It's fucking wild. Even like rare Beatles songs. They got Beastie Boys Paul's Boutique at number four. <laughs> sure. I don't, that's sure. I, I get it, but sure. I don't know if I would say number four for the <laughs> that's star why I'm music. Like, sure. I'm surprised this yeah. one's not number one, the one you're looking at right, right now. Yeah, Pink number Boy, th- Dark Side of the Moon, yep, number three. They got that at number three. That's definitely the first music I remember listening to, like getting stoned and listening to it was Dark I got Side memories of the Moon. With that album. For sure. They got Portishead Dummy at number uh, I'm up with at the, two. I'm, I'm actually really good. So Portishead gets slept on a lot. I They're feel fucking like. dope, And though. I feel like I should talk about them more because I actually do love Portishead, especially like in, under the influence of substance. Like, we might have to keep that in mind for yeah. a something old coming uh, up here. Uh, yeah, we might have to do. I'm a, we might have to do something special with Portishead. Because the producers have paid so much obsessive attention to Portishead. I don't know. I was just reading a little tidbit. Oh, number one makes sense to me too, but um, I, it's definitely not as. I just feel like it's just good music overall. But it's just Jimi Hendrix acts as bold as love. Um, that's just a phenomenal fucking rock album, really. That song itself, "Bold as Love," is so outstanding. But um, yeah, that's that's their top ten. I could definitely make. I would. I would like to craft my own and come back with my own top ten stoner albums list because it would definitely look dramatically different than that one. I think. Um. But yeah, so I guess moving on, we we don't have too much time because it's us. <laughs> All right, so where we're talking about like the history of 420, I happened to manage to watch uh, the old propaganda movie from the 19. It was 1936, I think, or something. 1936, like that. George Herman's Reefer Madness movie came out. And if you guys want to go watch this shit, it's on YouTube right now. It's about an hour. You can really crush it, like, you know, real quick. This is <laughs> just watching this shit of 2022 is wild, bro. So it's crazy because they cover a mad range of topics from hit and run, like, you know, vehicular manslaughter to like suicide to like rape to like hallucinations, mm-hmm. all stemming from marijuana. I know. It's all ridiculous. <laughs> so it's. From, like, kind of, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, predatoring kids, almost, in a way, too. Like, hey, let's hang out with these high school kids, get them to come over his house and get them stoned. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This shit is crazy, man. So It's just crazy how a- much they spent on the war on drugs. Like, it's just fucking stupid, dude. So I managed to watch this right before the episode. And if you guys haven't watched this shit, it is honestly insane. 
the fact that they like light up and then the if you like the smoke is in colors like i watched the color version there's a black and white version and there's a color version on youtube you can want to check it out but if you watch the color version it's definitely way more entertaining to the eyes you, they light up a joint right and it's just like different color like the piano player is just going fucking ham and he honestly looks like he's on coke rather than the, he's on like i think the color this. version's a remake isn't it don't they have like nev campbell and alan Cumming no 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 no, no. It? it's a, it's just like an in color version okay. of that it's like a remaster oh, okay. but it's a, or it is the original film oh okay so they re-released it like a few years because i know they remade the whole film because i don't think like a, color film was out in the no, 30s so they yeah. definitely i think they reshot it or not mm-hmm. reshot it but what do you call it they added some saturation, you yeah. know, did their thing. Anyway, but uh, the fucking piano player, like, and this is like, this is uh, the moment I knew this movie was gonna be on some fuck shit. Was like five <laughs> minutes in, right? Piano player just going ham, oh, wacky and and stuff shit. like that. Just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> if you guys can see me on camera, he kind of looks like Ray Charles playing the piano yeah. almost in a way, but not as dope. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> he uh, he starts light up. He goes in the back room, lights it up, and it's just this green smoke just coming in. <laughs> and he just goes all like, even kind of looks like a troll almost in a way. <laughs> so that, and then this is like these kids that are like look like real straight shooters, real kind of like, hey, we're going to go play football and stuff like that. These kids, like this guy, like these rich family. It's like a rich wife and husband or something like that. But they all hang around like high school kids, which is fucking weird to me. But he goes like, yeah, I'm tired of you hanging around the high school kids. Well, they're the ones who buy the product. So we're going to go hang out there. So he's literally recruiting high school kids to come over to a house just to sell them weed and get them stoned. But some shit happens and... The one kid, you know, he, I think he takes him on a run, like the main character of the movie. I forgot his name. I think it's like Bill or something like that. Bill or Bob. Something begins with a B. And he, he's like in the car. He was like, oh, well, my car's in the shop, so I'm going to take this guy. Hey, do you have a cigarette I can bum? Here, take this. <laughs> he lights up a fucking joint. And never in my life have I allegedly been high behind the wheel, right? And wanted to fucking speed. (laughs) He literally just took off, like, Daytona 500 and just smashes and hits some dude. And then just kept fucking driving. And then he's, like, speeding all the way there. And then it's his it's his sister's car too, mind you. Like he, I forgot to mention that it's his sister's car. So there's a whole whoopo with that. But then like some crazy other shit happens. Like there's dude, it just covered like just the it's loophole. all bullshit. Yeah, it's like it, all the shit that doesn't really happen. It's just what they tried to portray <laughs> that cannabis does in this movie is just so fucking out of whack. But actually, for the time, it makes total sense though. Yeah, for the time period that it came out in in the '30s, I mean, because that's when prohibition prohibition just like got lifted around that time mm-hmm. too. So more people were obviously leaning towards booze and really starting to get hip to like the jazz lettuce. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's just one of those things. Like taxation's a bitch. You know how to <laughs> fucking tax it, and that's what it was. They just didn't know how to profit off of it. Now, fast forward to 2022. Yeah. Uh, Detroit went wreck. By the way, we found out. Yep. So shout out to that. And yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, they they spent so much money on the war on drugs when they could have been benefiting so much. It's just insane. But um, anyways, moving along, since we don't have too much time left, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't get to some um music and shit that absolutely that we wanted to talk about. And lately, I was gonna save it for the um uh the next episode I was doing, but it kind of works out with this because it's really psychedelic music. And it's a band that I've been really into. Um, I actually made like a podcast post about it the other, or an um, Instagram post about it the other day because I was kind of floored by how good I, l- I thought the music was. And that is a band called Post Animal. 
and they make kind of um, like psychedelic rock music, um, kind of in like a similar vein as Tame Impala, but it's definitely not like the same, and it's definitely not the same singing styles. And one of the things that about the band that I thought was really fucking cool is every member of the band writes um, for the band, and the songs that they write is the ones that they sing on. So every member sings, and every member writes songs, and um, they just do a lot of really cool shit. And I wanted to play a little bit of it for you if I can find it here. Um, Post Animal. Where the fuck is the goddamn song? Copyright Elusive. Oh, here we go. This is a little bit of a song called How Do You Feel by Them, and it's one of the ones that I like the most, so you can get a little taste on it. So here is Post Animal. bit of how do you feel by post animal for you and um one thing that i also i wanted to mention real quick is they're gonna be in hamtramck by the crib at the sanctuary playing a show on june 8th i believe so dog sanctuary is getting some shows dog yeah dude that josie pace actually josie pace yeah (laughs) shout out to her uh not front of the show necessarily but you know we fuck with her records in the the same same studio studio, so Yeah. yeah Uh, and I saw like this um metal like rap metal group I fuck with horror. They actually uh, just pl- or they're playing there. I think either next week or com- two coming weeks coming yeah. up. Yeah, they're dope, man. I've uh, never been to this venue, but it looks like it's a small, cool little place. It, they it do a lot of rock shows me and shit. Of a uh, a blind pig. Oh, that's it. Tight. Kind of reminds me of that. That's really yeah. tight. Um, well, I think we got like two minutes left or some shit like that. Um, was there any music you would like to uh play before we wrap this puppy up? I get hot. I get hot. Let's go yeah, home with some Styles right. P, man. Hell Fuck yeah. it, dog. Let's, let's take, let's let's take go, this let's episode out with Styles P yeah. for sure. Um, but anyways, like, before we take this out of here real quick, we just want to mention, you know, all of our favorite. We were going to do a whole Snoop episode, which might have to happen at a different time. But, you know, Snoop, Redman, Wiz. Uh, Wiz, you know, um, Method Man. Dizzy Wright. Dizzy Wright. I'm, actually, go get out. There's a new Wiz, Smoke Dizza, Girl Talk. And Big Crit album out for the stoners. So go check that out. Um, and then if you want to go local, we got Willie J. Peso. We got Dre Dab. We got, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and also. Like, and then and in the rock world, too, you got the Pink Floyds. You got the Willie Nelsons. You got fucking, you know, all of our favorites. I just wanted to mention them and give them a shout out on the 420 episode. Yeah, man. But, blaze um, it. We're going to blaze it up out of here. Yes, we are. Here is a little bit of Styles P, one of my favorite rappers of all time. You already know the two. You know the vibe, bro. Peace. Take this shit to middle school. Later. Every day. Every night. All the time.
Every day I need an ounce and a half. Uh, SP, the only flow that you know, with a bounce and a half. Listen, kid, I need a mountain to cast so I can roll up, hop in the whip and like bounce to the ab. Uh, I get high cause I'm in the hood, the guns is around. To take a blunt just to ease the pain and humble me now. And I'd rather roll something up. Cause if I'm sober, dog, I just might flip, grab my guns and hold something up. I get high as a kite, I'm in the zone all alone, motherfucker, case I'm dying at night. So I roll them up, back to back, fat as I could. You got beef for Styles P, I come to splatter the hood. Every day, 